This week's episode and the entire second season of Discovering Trek is being brought to you exclusively by Fansets. Discover a whole new universe of pin collectibles with Fansets online at fansets.com. A new Captain Pike, a new number one, and a new trailer that blew us all away. Star Trek Discovery was well represented at San Diego Comic-Con, and the new reveals that we were all treated to did not disappoint in the slightest. From new cast information, to plot details, to something new called Short Treks, as well as a mind-blowing two-minute trailer on Season 2, our appetites have certainly been whetted for the start of the next season, and we're going to talk about it all right now. My name is Dan Davidson, and we are... Discovering Trek. Welcome one and all to this special bonus episode of Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Discovery Companion, presented by Fansets. With STLV fast approaching, we've been keeping our eyes and ears open for any new information regarding Season 2, and while at San Diego Comic-Con this past weekend... We were all treated to some very special new information about what's coming up in just a few months' time. Again, my name is Dan Davidson, and thank you so much for downloading or streaming or however you're tuning in, because we greatly appreciate it. We are so excited to be discussing all this great news with you and can't wait to get started. But before we do... Black Alert. Black Alert. As this week's episode of Discovering Trek is also going to be available over at Trek Geeks, please be aware that this week's discussion could contain spoilers about the first season of Discovery, as well as what we know about upcoming season two. As always, this is the premier podcast to get the most in-depth discussion and analysis about all things Discovery. The summer has brought us some great announcements and some interesting reveals as to what to be expected in season two, but nothing prepared us for what we saw at SDCC this past weekend. And you know, as always, when I say we, well, this is my favorite part of the show when I get to welcome my esteemed number one. The USS Enterprise may be getting an amazing actress to play the part of Pike's number one, but I can't think of anyone I'd rather have here on Discovering Trek than my very special friend and my brother in Trek, the one, the only, Bill Smith. Bill? We got some fantastic things to talk about today, don't we? Oh, we absolutely do, Dan. Thanks very much. I have lost count already of how many times I've watched this trailer. It's just, <laughs> just it's exciting. You know, last year at this time, we were pretty excited when we saw the the first teaser for, for Star Trek Discovery in the first season. My excitement level has only been kicked up tenfold. And I'm sure that by the time we get to the end of Star Trek Las Vegas in a couple of weeks, uh, it's going to be even higher. I can't wait. And and we got so much information uh, at San Diego Comic-Con this past weekend. We're going to dive right into it. But before we do, why don't you tell everyone how they can get in touch with us to share their thoughts on the season two trailer or anything else that they might want to talk about related to DSC. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Hailing frequencies are open, Dan, and we're transmitting friendship messages in all languages and on all frequencies and on all cloud looking things. Hmm. <laughs> you can discover us on Twitter at Discovering Trek and on Facebook. We can be found at Facebook.com slash Discovering Trek. In either place, you can join in on the discussion and even leave us comments, questions, suggestions, and uh, maybe even what 
you think is going to happen during season two, because Lord knows this trailer is asking all kinds of questions. Plus, don't forget that you can also send us a voicemail by going right to trekgeeks.com and clicking on the giant blue button on the right-hand side of the website. Please do remember, though, that any comments you may leave us could be used in an upcoming episode of Discovering Trek. Dan. All right, buddy, so let's get right into it. As we record here in mid-July 2018, San Diego Comic-Con took place this past weekend. And on Friday, I think it's Hall H is what they call it, uh, yes. was res- was reserved for a special Star Trek Discovery panel. And in that panel, there were all kinds of reveals, including an amazing two-minute trailer, which we'll discuss a little bit later on. But uh want to talk about some of the big reveals that took place during this panel. Uh, it was hosted by Tig Notaro, who will play the new engineer on Discovery in season two. Um, so many members of the cast were were there, as well as some of the behind the scenes folks. Um, and one of the big things that was first discussed was when season two was actually going to kick off. And it was pretty cool to find out that um, it will be happening in, quote, early 2019. Uh, which when you think about it, if it's almost August now, that's only a few short months away, man. It's 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 kind of right around the corner when you think of it. Oh, it absolutely is. You know, at the panel, Alex Kurtzman, the uh, the co-creator and, and, and executive producer, and he who's also directing the, the season premiere, I guess, mm-hmm. um, said that, you know, post-production takes about eight months. And that's why the start date is going to be January 2019. Um, or the premiere date, I should say. So, I mean, that's incredibly exciting as I throw things all around my home office here. Um, I I want January to get here. But yeah, like you said, we're talking four and a half, five months before we're in full swing to for the season premiere. So I'm excited. Full season two swing. But just to get our appetites wetted a little bit more, they announced something that was a big surprise to me. And I think to you as well as a lot of the people uh, in the hall is that in December, we're going to have something new star Trek to watch, which is discovery related. And they're calling it star Trek short treks. They're going to be four little mini episodes between 10 and 15 minutes long, which are going to take care of some backstory for different characters in the show, which completely blows my mind. And as an additional bonus, Rain Wilson is going to return as Harry Mudd in one of these episodes, and he's also going to direct that episode, which I found unbelievable. I agree with you. Uh, I, I'm really, you know, intrigued by this concept of short tracks. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. You know, we get to round out a little bit of the Star Trek universe with some uh, some backstories for some characters. We get a brand new character uh, played by Aldous Hodge from the who's once on the TV series Leverage which I know Jonathan Frakes has directed episodes of, and I think that's going to be a trend in our discussion today. Um, uh, there, there seems to be a lot of people who've, who've worked with Jonathan Frakes in one form or another uh, coming through Discovery, and I think that's a, a trend I'm happy to see. But if you think about it, we're going to get these short, you know, maybe 15-minute type things, and I think it's just going to do nothing more than get people even more excited for season two than they already are. And then this means what do we see after season two? Do we see more of these? I think that, I think this is exciting. I think this is a great expansion of Star Trek. I think this is a great first example of what we found out the last time we were here on discovering Trek, talking about things. Alex Kurtzman has been, Kurtzman has been signed on to a multi-year extension to his contract to bring us more and new Star Trek. And this whole short Treks thing 
I take it as the first part of that extension about what we're going to be seeing. Yes, it's going to be discovery related, but it's going to be something that we've never really seen with Star Trek is these four four little mini episodes um, to show us some backstory. One of the backstories I understand is also going to be about Saru, and that's something that I'm really looking forward to as well. I agree with you. I mean, I know that at some point during the season, we're going to go to Saru's home planet, allegedly. Um, and that's going to tell us a lot about him. But I, I want to know more about Saru as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, he's had to to overcome a lot to get where he is. You know, he's he's a being that is constantly in fear. And that kind of informs his actions and, and motivates him on some level. But I, I want to know more about what made him decide to become a member of Starfleet. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. Now, is it Kelpia is his home planet, do you think? Because I don't think they've actually said the home planet. We just know that he's a Kelpian. So maybe we'll see Kelpia, Kelpia S, Kelpie X9, <laughs> whatever. I can tell you it's not the planet Kling. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice callback to TOS there, man. Thank so, you, thank you. In addition to these two announcements that we first talked about, in my personal opinion, the biggest announcement for me and the thing that I am most excited about with what we know so far is we've got some information about a cast member, a new member of the show. And it is going to be Captain Pike's first officer, who we remember as number one, played by Majel Barrett back on TOS so brilliantly. Rebecca Romaine has been cast in this role. And when that was let, the cat was let out of the bag, um, I believe it was by, was it by Anson? I think Anson actually it was. said it, it was. Uh, at the panel. I was ecstatic. And then Rebecca posted on Twitter with a picture of her hands holding the Enterprise Delta. I am so excited about this. I loved her as Mystique in the X-Men movies. I know she did a great job with Jonathan Frakes as a director in The Librarians. I think this is an amazing cast move by the folks at Discovery, and I can't wait to see her. The first picture of her in uniform, I'm going to be just ecstatic. Well, I'm excited by this too. I mean, in in that tweet that she put out with the photo, one of the first things she did was, you know, um, mention (laughs) the the first lady of Star Trek, Majel Barrett Roddenberry, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can tell that Rebecca is approaching this with the, the, the reverence and the respect for what has come before. And I'm excited to see how she carves this, you know, this role out for herself. I think it's it's going to add more depth to to number one in the book. She's referred to as Commander Una, and I hope that's a name that translates into Star Trek canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I can't wait to see what she's going to bring to the table. I think it's perfect casting, to be honest. It is perfect casting, and one of the things that I saw recently, I believe it was. Uh... Uh, I forget where it was online. I'm not sure if it was by our friends over at treknews.net or somewhere else, but they had side-by-side pictures of Majel as number one and a picture of Rebecca. And there's a lot of similarities in their facial look. So uh, I think it was a great casting move and I can't wait to see how she does. Um, Moving on. I know one of the things that has been discussed since the finale of season one, when the enterprise swooped in on screen to, to end the season nose to nose with the discovery was, Spock and will we see Spock and who's it going to be and how are they going to do this? And it was confirmed during this panel on Friday that we will indeed see Spock in season two. Now you've brought up questions over on Trek geeks of whether this will be the flashback Spock that Jonathan Frakes has discussed um, as a, a young character Or is it going to be, are we going to see him? We know based on the trailer, which we'll talk about later, that season two has a lot to do with something that Spock is doing. Um, 
what are your thoughts on on whether we see grown up Spock in season two? I almost think that based on the trailer and and the mission that that Burnham decides to undertake, we almost kind of have to. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point she's in Spock's empty quarters. Um, she says that you know he he's out there. I have to believe that she's going to go searching for Spock. Oh, thank you, thank you. Wow. Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pass that one up. I hope you understand. Um, but I have to believe it's going to be an integral part of, of this. Uh, I'm going to guess first half of, of season one, assuming that they kind of, you know, break up the season like they did last time. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm excited to see what it means. Even, even if we just saw flashbacks, to young Spock, I would be perfectly okay with it. Sure. I am very excited to see an adult Spock though in discovery. Um, if that happens and I can't wait to see who they've cast. I think it's I think it's interesting that they didn't say anything about who will play adult Spock if we do see him. I got to imagine that whoever it's going to be, it's going to be a huge announcement, whether it's something that takes place in Vegas. Please, CBS, make it be in Vegas um, or somewhere else. It's going to be huge news. Um, I originally had been very nervous about whether or not we'll see Spock if that'll be a good thing in season two of discovery. But the more I think about it, the more excited I am, I'm sure that they'll be able to write stories that keep in line with what we know with TOS. And based on what we saw in the trailer, it's going to be Spock centric, at least a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with our, our favorite Falcon. And I'm okay if it's a little Spock centric at first. I mean, I think that has to happen because it's mm-hmm. part of Burnham's journey, you know, being raised as sort of a foster daughter of Sarek, You know, at some point, Spock played a role in her life, and we don't know what kind of connection she has to Spock other than uh, the novel from uh, from David Mack. And I think it's going to be really kind of great to see how they flesh that out for us. Sure. I like how there's been speculation already with the trailer, how there are these seven red bursts throughout 30,000 light years uh, of the galaxy, and people are trying to tie it to the red matter from the 2009 film. Uh, it's just interesting how there's already all kinds of theories as to what could happen, but it, we'll find out in just a few months. I love it. Um, one of the things that I found very interesting uh, sitting in the panel was Dr. Culber himself, Wilson Cruz. And as we all know what happened to him, he had some, he had some neck problems in season one and uh, the neck problem kind of killed him a little bit. Um, but he's on the panel, and that leads a lot of folks, including myself, to believe that he's going to be an important and integral character in season two. And how is that going to happen? I can't imagine it's just going to be flashbacks, but there were some hints dropped um, that he's going to be an important character, whether he's he comes back by some way by the mycelial network or what. We have no idea, but... What do you think? You think he's going to be back some way or do you think it will just be flashbacks or some kind of connection in the mycelial network with Stamets? That's a great question, Dan. I, I've thought about this a lot and certainly there's a way they could bring him back. I mean, we saw the the little glowy mm-hmm. um, <laughs> particle on Tilly's shoulder and, and certainly that's a that, that's a path they could go down. But let's assume for a minute you know, a speculation that the mycelial network isn't unlike the nexus and part of you kind of stays there. You know, perhaps Stamets has sort of that tie to the network and is able to interact with Culber that way. Uh, Maybe that's a part of him going forward. Maybe that's something that, 
you know, that, that they reveal, uh, who knows? I think they're going to surprise us no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. But I think that the possibilities are endless, quite frankly. It'll be interesting to the mycelial network. I mean, we know that they can't really use the spore drive for jumping by the time TOS rolls around. Um, but there is still the, the network itself. So there's a whole myriad of ways that they could uh, have it somehow connect with with Dr. Culver. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, Moving along to some other reveals that took place during this panel on Friday is we will, of course, see Mary Chifo reprisory role as Laurel. Oh, excuse me, Bill. Chancellor Laurel. Whoa. Um, As well as uh, Shazad Latif back as Tyler. So that'll be kind of cool to see what happens with that dynamic. It's going to be interesting to see her as the chancellor of the Klingon empire with her finger on that magic red button to blow up the whole planet. (laughs) She really (laughs) does have that right in the palm of her hand, you know, back before, you know, season one started, I kind of made the prediction that Laurel was going to be the sort of the power behind the throne, almost like a lady Macbeth of sorts. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna say I was close. Very close. Um, I wasn't spot on. I wasn't even close to right. But, you know, Laurel is now the true power in the Klingon Empire. And I think that Laurel's going to do her best to, to to sort of keep the true believers alive. And by that, I mean the people who were, you know, upholding Takuvma's vision. But as as Mary said in, in the in the panel at SDCC, there is a there's a long road ahead of her. I mean, you know, there are 24 Klingon houses and they're not all unified yet. And she's got quite the task ahead of her. So I'm excited that we're going to see some of this. I'm really excited that Shazad Latif is back. I can't wait to see what happens with Voke, Tyler, Voke, uh, whomever he winds up being. Um, But I think that we're going to get a look into the underpinnings of the Klingon Empire like we haven't seen before. Yeah, it's funny. The more season one went on, with the Klingons and there was always the people that had problems with how they looked, but the more I, at at first I wasn't super, you know, on with the whole idea of the empire and how it was going to happen and what was going on with the fractured houses and so forth. But as the season came to end and especially the finale, I got more and more interested in it and I can't wait to see what happens with, with Laurel and the empire in season two. So it's good that they're going to have that Klingon aspect back uh, for season two. A couple of other things, Bill, that I thought were interesting. We will not be revisiting the Mirror Universe uh, this season, which may be a good or bad thing, depending on how much you love the Mirror Universe like I do. But I got to say, I think the number of episodes that they did last season was was good enough that they don't have to revisit it again. And um, on the same page, maybe, is the fact that they hinted about the possibility of whether or not we will see Lorca again in season two. And if we do see him, of course, I think it would have to be prime universe uh, Lorca because he kind of disintegrated a little bit at the end of, uh, of the mirror universe episodes. Right. Well, we assume he disintegrated. How do we know he wasn't turned into mycelial energy and is surfing the network? We don't know. You know, it's kind of like comic books. They say never believe that a character's dead unless you see the body and even then. So yeah. I have a feeling that that Mirror Lorca could turn up when we least expect him, uh, if he's going to turn up. I still think that anything is possible in Star Trek. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I can't wait. 
as was the case all last season. And now for this season of Discovering Trek, this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Fansets, and they are our exclusive sponsor all season long. Fansets has so many collectible pin offerings for fandoms, aside from Star Trek. I mean, you can get yourself pins from Alien or Harry Potter or even Justice League or so many more pins from all throughout the DC universe. And they're adding new pins all the time. So we definitely want you to check them out. Yes, check them out at fansets.com. That's the address. And folks, you will not be disappointed in their amazing selection of pins. Fansets is pinpoint accuracy. And as always, we thank our friends at Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor of Discovering Trek. And both Bill and I are just thrilled to welcome them back as sponsors for season two. Long range scan of planet complete. All right, so Bill, we had the incredible amount of reveals and information thrown at us uh, at San Diego Comic-Con by the entire panel uh, of Star Trek Discovery, but it couldn't have uh, set us up any better for the amazing trailer that they dropped. Uh, two and a half minutes in length, I think is how long it was, and there was some pretty, pretty awesome stuff in that trailer. And I'm going to start off by saying the introduction of Captain Pike was, and his awesome uniform, by the way, is the thing that I was most excited about in that trailer. I I agree with you. I have to say, I've read some people online losing their minds about the new uniforms. (laughs) And I, I, I just, I have to shake my head. I mean, we have no idea at what point the uniforms changed Mm -hmm. to what we know in the cage or we have no idea to what they changed after the cage. Yeah. We just, we don't know. I think these uniforms are a great callback to both the original series in the cage, as well as discovery itself. You know, Gersha Phillips has taken the design, uh, the beautiful design of the discovery uniforms and adapted it for the constitution class vessels. And I think it, I think it looks fantastic. I love the way it looks. I absolutely now if memory serves people weren't up in arms between the cage and the first real episode of TOS when the uniforms changed right I'm <laughs> well, sorry well I considering could, I could not say that. considering they didn't see the cage until it was the menagerie I'm gonna guess probably not exactly I think it looks fantastic Anson Mount is going to be an amazing Captain Pike I already can tell just by what we've seen in the trailers um, I loved what I saw I love how he sounds um, it was just something that uh, we saw some some behind the scenes teasers a couple of months ago. We didn't really get to see him completely uh, on screen, but seeing him uh, in that captain's chair of Discovery, by the way, when he takes command, which I think is going to be a brilliant uh, uh, episode and 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 topic in the series, was great. I will say also. I don't know if you caught it, but it was very quick, but he was in a discovery type uniform at some point and he looked pretty damn good in that as well. He absolutely did. I figure at some point he's got to change unis. Um, (laughs) I mean, he just has to, if he's going to be aboard the discovery for any length of time, he probably does it for the crew. I'm guessing, Mm -hmm. you know, to show that, you know, he's, he's not above that. And, um, uh, I'm just really psyched to have Anson Mount as Christopher Pike. You know, I think one of the cool things is that he said he's met Chris Hunter, which is who's the son of Jeffrey Hunter who played the original yes. Captain Pike. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said his father would have been happy with Mount's casting. And I, I absolutely believe that. I think he's going to add some layers to Pike that, that we've only hoped for. I mean, we saw a little bit of Chris Pike in, in the, the Kelvin timeline as played by Bruce Greenwood. But I think that this is going to be uh, even more and even better than we could have expected. 
Yeah, I I agree with you. I was excited when we saw the the information about season one at Vegas, and we got to see some some trailers and such. And then, of course, when season one started, we got to see the coming in season one of Star Trek Discovery, and we got to see some of what was going to be happening. This two minute trailer was full of comedy. It was full of well, I don't know if comedy is the right word. It was full of humor. It was full of action. And it was full of drama at the same time. I loved the scene where it looked like some kind of asteroid or rock was slicing through the hull of Discovery. I really thought that was amazing. And and the whole red pulses within 30,000 light years of the galaxy really, you know piqued my interest. So how how are they going to are they going to go visit each one? That's going to take a long time. I think the crew of Voyager will be pretty upset if they're able to bounce around to all of these pulses uh quickly. Um but it really looks like there's going to be some interesting deep cut topics for season 2. Well, and and to to build on that, there's going to be some interesting Star Trek in season two, anybody watching the trailer is going to notice instantly that it feels like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a scientific thing that needs to be explained. There's adventure. There's peril. There's there's some lighter moments like we get in all of the Star Treks, you know, whether it's TOS or TNG or, or Voyager or DS9 or Enterprise. You know, there are some some moments that humanize these characters and make them, you know, uh, slightly more believable, you know, to us, um, they, they, they desensitize some of those more, you know, tense moments like we had in season one, which let's be honest, season one was tonally very serious and very mm-hmm. intense. And I can imagine that we're still going to see some of that in season two of discovery, but having these little moments, especially in the trailer, I think it sends a clear message to people that look, we told you this is going to get closer to the star Trek, you know, Here's evidence that it's getting closer to the Star Trek, you know, it's it's really going to be OK. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, we're going to get some canon questions answered during season two. We also know that from the panel. And, and I'm looking right now at the image of several of the crew in a turbo lift with the newest character, the Saurian Linus, which he looks fantastic. <laughs> a lot, a lot of um of recognition to the Saurian that we saw in Star Trek, the motion picture back in the seventies. Um, but as I look at this picture, I see Pike in the background with his awesome gold tunic. And I see a gentleman in the front of the picture with a blue science or medical tunic. And it's another example of how that canon is going to be coming together and how the uniform changes or why they have certain uniforms on certain ships. So I'm, I'm I just can't wait until it starts, man. I just can't wait. Well, we've also got technically a red shirt there too. Yes, you know, that's right. There is a woman standing to the right of Burnham behind her wearing red. And I, that red shirt looks pretty good. I'm going to say I might have to get me one of those. I'm not lying. <laughs> you do like your red shirts, don't you, Bill? I do. I do. I'm a red shirt at heart, man. <laughs> well, the trailer was fantastic. We want everybody to check it out. Get ready for season two of Discovery. I'm sure there's going to be more coming out. And like we've talked about in just 10 days time from as we record we will be hitting the desert in stlv the largest gathering of a cast and crew from any star trek series is going to be on stage in las vegas and i've got to imagine that they're going to have some kind of reveal in vegas because you know san diego comic-con is pretty big but it's not just star trek this is the star trek convention coming up in just 10 days and you got to imagine they're gonna they're gonna have something for us 
I have to hope so. I mean, I th- what this trailer tells us is that, you know, th- they're bringing their A game and then some. Season one was a huge success. You know, it's uh, such a great ride and adventure for Star Trek fans. But season two looks like it's going to build on that and and surpass it in many ways. I am very excited. You know, we have a something coming to us in January that seems to be even more Star Trek than we thought possible. And uh, like you said, I, I am I keep using the word excited because it's the perfect word. I really am. I'm very excited. And there and, you know, the people over at CBS and, and the, the folks behind the scenes at Discovery, they're modernize they're modernizing it as well. I mean, we saw the Beastie Boys in the 2009 reboot and the and then again in in Star Trek Beyond. And now we have Lenny Kravitz in this trailer. So, I mean, it's it's pretty hip, yo. <laughs> well, they used an interesting song for, for last did. year's trailer, too. And I think that they tonally got this perfect you know, you hear the music and you see the the quick cuts and the action and what's going on on the screen. And that trailer makes you want to watch some Star Trek. I'm not going to lie. And that's I mean, that's what it's designed to do. Right. Yeah. But it was it, it was two minutes that I've watched at least 35 times. And I think I'm driving my wife crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I haven't got my wife to watch it yet. Can you believe oh, that? I, you I, absolutely should. I know she's staring me down right now because I just told the world. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I think she wants to sit down and when she can really focus on it and enjoy that two minutes. So uh, I'm looking forward to when we can watch that. So anyway, Bill, uh, we talked about it a couple of times now. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had our summer spectacular episode and figured that we wouldn't be back until after STLV. But, you know, when discovery events happen, we're going to be here to talk about them. I think it's safe to say, though, the next time that we convene here on Discovering Trek, it will be after Star Trek Las Vegas. I think you're probably right. We've kicked off season two of Discovering Trek a little early. And uh, as a result, I'm we're pretty sure that you can expect maybe some new announcements at STLV. And uh, who knows who we're going to run into while we're there. And we're going to share that with you just as soon as we can, we promise. In the meantime, do remember that you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even by heading over to discoveringtrek.com. Plus now, don't forget, you can hear both Discovering Trek and Trek Geeks on the planet's largest streaming service. That's right. You can find us right on Spotify using your favorite mobile device. Dan. Well, folks, that's going to be it for now. As always, Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to us talk Star Trek Discovery. We look forward to the next time we beam aboard to share our thoughts on Burnham, Saru, Tilly, Pike, Number One, and of course, our newest favorite Saurian Linus. But until then, here are some words of wisdom from Captain James T. Kirk from A Taste of Armageddon. Sometimes a feeling is all we humans have to go on. And until next time, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing one song for each episode of the original Star Trek. Download their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, is a production of Trek Geeks, executive producer Dan Davidson. For even more Star Trek discussion, check out the Trek Geeks podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and trekgeeks.com.